Welcome to Mystic Queen's Circle Queen. This podcast is all about connecting with the universe. And that universe is you. Here, spirituality will meet reality. We will discuss mindfulness, personal growth, vulnerabilities, and bash society norms about women, sparkling it up with spiritual fun as astrology, tarot, and laws of the universe. I'm your host, Diana Baltra, modern mystic, astrologer, writer, and mindful self-love coach. I really hope you will enjoy this ride. So let's jump in and start growing together. Hi, my angels. Welcome to this episode, Near-Death Experiences. And that might sound a little bit spooky, but I assure you this is going to be a deep, very deep and vulnerable dive into my own near-death experiences, which I had actually two. And I have been called to share this with you for the past few months. And due to the fact that it is a very uncomfortable topic to speak about, it is something that touches the core really deeply. I have been procrastinating this. And today I just decided to go with this full force, no notes whatsoever. I'm just going to recall my past, how I feel right now about that. And I think this is important to share with you, not to show you my own story and experience as this view, look at myself and what I have achieved and went through my own life. Definitely not. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to see that often, sadly, in our societies, we need to go to this threshold bar till we start changing our lives. And that's a very human experience that happens to so many of us in many different forms. Sometimes that might not be exactly the deaf experience, but often, and we hear those things a lot in the media, then people discuss that then they had these near-deaf experiences. It truly changed the, the life perspective, yes? By life perspective change here, I mean that it definitely shook them to the core, yes? And I'm not going to lie to you. This is the truth. This is exactly what happens. And I want you to see these through the perspective of the personal view and to just uncover these both sides of good and bad that we like to label so much, yes? And well, because it is. It can be good and bad. I know how weird it might sound, how anything associated with pain and struggle and torture can be labeled as good, but it can. Because that's exactly the part that grew me so much in life. And this is why I want to look at this through the old perspectives. And of course, I'm extremely grateful that I had these two experiences. Was it freaking painful? And wouldn't I wish it for anyone else? Absolutely. Definitely not. Um, does it still hurt and I recall it? Oh, yes. Did I went through this totally? I think so. And I think it's still the part of me that will be growing more recalling it back over and over again. Because as I tell you a lot, years, life is about reviewing process. And we learn through that, not through the action itself, but through the review process of what we have done and why 
and all this brainstorming that takes so much more time. But this is the beauty of it too. So yes, loves, let's start this, yes? And before we do that, I just want to share a little excitement with you that I am recording this with a new microphone, Blue Yeti. Yes, I bought a new baby for me so that these podcasts can be even better from now on. So I hope you're going to enjoy the new quality. And I hope it's going to sound amazing because I have no clue and I can't wait to hear it myself. But as always, I want to provide the best value for you so that your ears don't hurt listening to the bad quality vibes, okay? And now let's go from the excitement to near-death experience. Ah, that sounds so freaking weird. It's so weird to recall this again. It seemed like it happened ages ago, but the truth is that the first near-death experience happened around seven, almost eight years ago. And the other one I had actually happened this summer. So let's start from the past. Let's start from the past one that truly started my own spiritual journey and covered it even more. So I was 24 years old. And during that period, I just, I just didn't care much. I wasn't really these a little bit negative vibes of the Scorpio qualities where I was just direct. I was extremely powerful, definitely at saying yes or no, Um, arguing with people, being a little bit mean sometimes. I wasn't a bad person, don't get me wrong, but I didn't feel much of the joy in life. (laughs) I absolutely didn't. But I reached that point at that point, I remember that um, I started questioning it a little bit, but not too much. I started drinking less at that point, and I started to just wanting to eat a little bit more healthy. I wasn't exactly starting it. I was just starting to think about it, so that's a difference. It was a big challenge at that point, and I just got forced about it. And I got angina, which is a throat disease, during that autumn, which really escalated as it wasn't treated, and I didn't understand what was happening. So I really need to drink antibiotics for this. And to be honest with you, I don't really use lots of pills. I try to avoid them as much as possible, and especially antibiotics. So anytime I take antibiotics, I feel extremely high. <laughs> Literally, I feel high. Um, people are laughing from this, seeing me on that stage. But what happens is that, of course, the immune system is lowered so much afterwards. And that's what happened to me. So just after that, I got the Legonnaire's disease. And Legonnaire's disease starts from the Legonella bacteria. What happens is that you inhale the water droplets that are contaminated with Legonella bacteria, and it comes into your lungs. Without untreatment, it progresses into the Legonnaire's disease, and this is a huge pneumonia. Pneumonia is just a side effect of it. Generally, it feels like a flu, just many times worse. You are coughing so extremely that you can't breathe. And in around two weeks period, you feel like your lungs are absolutely shutting down. So that was a really, a really uncomfortable experience, which happens actually rarely around the world because our water systems are really clean nowadays. So it really doesn't happen often in a society. It happens more in the swimming pools or ventilation systems that are not cleaned a lot, but it's still very rare. Or if some of the pipes are having some contamination, which is again rare because we are flushing them all the time. And the funny part is that usually men gets it. So I think I have lots of masculine hormones except myself. And I definitely do. I agree with that. And usually older people get that too. 
But of course, my immune system was low, so there is no surprise in that. And yes, I got that gift. I totally did. And it was just around December at that point. Um, it started around Christmas period. I remember how I didn't give a single crap about Christmas or New Year's that time because it escalated for two weeks. I just remember eating with my ex and I got tired just in a few minutes and I just went to bed. I was spending whole few weeks in bed. And what I did is I coughed so much that I couldn't breathe. I was praying to breathe normally. I was praying to sleep normally because I couldn't get any normal sleep. I was a total zombie in total pain and I could feel in my whole body that it was wrong. Something was really wrong. And because it was a rare disease, they couldn't find it. They thought it was flu. In Denmark, they actually had only a few cases of Legonnaire's disease happening. So of course, this was a very rare phenomenon for them. And they thought it was a huge flu. But after around two weeks, I started feeling like my body was totally collapsing. I could feel it literally in my whole bones that I was losing it that I was trespassing it, like my soul was going out of it. I can't even explain that feeling, how it felt. And during that time, I also started feeling the water in my lungs and I breathed. So I called the doctor. I really said that something is ridiculously wrong. I can feel it. She took me the same day. She checked it and I could see in her eyes that she was shocked. Then she heard the water on my lungs. She was though trying not to portray this, of course, because... The job of the doctor is just to calm the patient. Actually, it's quite a psychological job when you think about this. Um, it requires lots of responsibility, and I thank for doctors for that. So I went to the scanning right away the same day, and they found it, and they gave me such enormously strong antibiotics. And now, because I was bringing antibiotics already during autumn period in the end of November, I got another dose, and I was so weak for weeks till I was healing. Interestingly, they didn't tell me to go to the hospital, uh, which was a big surprise, but I don't think it might have changed something because either way I was in bed and it was nicer to be at home, but it took enormous amount of time to heal. And I call this a near-death experience because I was literally feeling like I was passing out. That's what I mean, that this happens, you feel like you are, like you are just leaving soon. And it's hard to explain how that is accumulating in the body and as feelings, but you just simply know. And I remember taking the blood test afterwards and the antibiotics were gone to check if the bacteria totally left my body. And the nurse said that I'm lucky because most people die in two weeks with this disease and that I have strong lungs because most people would have died, especially the older ones. And just hit me at that time, at that phrase. It just freaking hit me that it was close and that I wasn't imagining it. It just hit me that I didn't really like my life. And at that point, I wanted to make sure that everything is going to be all right in my life. I wanted to make sure that I'm living a happy life and I'm not wasting my time here. And this is when my spiritual journey started. Um, I started digging more into mindful nutrition and really seeing what I eat. Uh, and through that, it escalated into the mindset work because it all starts in the mind. And then through that, of course, it reached the spiritual realm because then we have a healthy mind 
we are more eager to dig deeper into this. And then we see that there is this whole consciousness concept around us, that there is so much more than our brains. And this is then I started really thinking what I want to do, what I want to work with, what I want to create myself. So I call this a gift. I call this disease a gift that woke me up. And I could just blame the doctor's fear that they couldn't uncover it, but it was a rare case. And I'm thankful that it all went through, that I'm still here. And I think this was the universe really knocking me to, you know, it just wanted me to be awake. Finally, it's enough, Diana. Stop pushing this, okay? It's enough, you need to awake. And I did. So darlings, I know that this might not be some kind of deaf experience where you are totally smashed or you trespassed to another realm, but it still is. Because that feeling of losing it all, of your soul basically hanging on the loop, it is the near-death experience. So it was shocking and it took me a really long time to heal my lungs, actually. I can still feel it sometimes, I'm not going to lie. That lung that was infected the most, I can still feel it more than I get a cold or than I cough. It's a reminder of what happened. And it's a reminder for me to step up inside my power and to never make excuses all the freaking time, really. So it's true what they say, that you really check your life after the near-death experience. And yes... Why wouldn't you? Because you're a precious soul here. And I thought I was done with that. I thought I had this one experience and was all fine till this summer. Till this summer, I dropped on the kitchen floor and I thought that it's over. I was just sitting in the morning around seven o'clock near computer and my head just started ringing. Out of nowhere, um, it just started ringing and it increased and increased and... The blood started pouring from my nose, but it wasn't blood blood. It was waterish blood. I felt so dizzy like I never had in my life. I thought that my head is going to pop. There was, there was such a huge ringing sound there. And um, I tried to go to the sofa, which is near my desk, just a few steps away. And I barely could do it. I was like a total drunk, trying to put all my strength around me. I sit on the sofa and I was still so dizzy. I was trying my best not to shut down at that point. So freaking much that you have no idea. I was channeling my all strength inside to not shut down. And I was saying in my mind, no, 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 this is not happening. And I freaked out at that time that this is it, that my boyfriend is going to come out and going to find me on the floor. So I thought that I need oxygen fast. And the fastest way to do this is to go and drink water. So I tried to go to the kitchen. I could barely make this. And I just remember opening the tap, drinking that water, and I was just losing it. And I saw this light that said, it's okay. That it's all going to be okay. And I released it. I released that all strength I was trying to control it with. And I woke up on my kitchen floor after around 10 minutes. I couldn't remember falling. I had bruises on my face. I think I slided through the oven and I could barely wake up even. I crawled to the bed and I was sweating like so much. I now have sweated like that in my life. I was all full with sweat and I tried to write the message. I couldn't, I remember I could barely do that. I could barely write a message to my boyfriend to say what happened. And uh, I just knew I needed some time to wake up. 
So I laid on bed for a few minutes, settling in. It slowly came back and I called my boyfriend afterwards. He came back from work, I remember, went to the hospital to check out. And the blood was fine, actually. Everything was quite fine, but I wasn't feeling fine. I was feeling so bad. And it's good that we have a doctor in our family, which is my father's sister. I talked with her more and she said, it seems like you had a vessel erupting in your head. That might be an option. However, they can't do anything about it unless it's bleeding there. But looking that you are not having your blood coming from your nose, probably it's not. That means it needs to heal. However, you shouldn't do any physical activities during this time. For a few weeks, you need to be very soft with yourself. You shouldn't do too much thinking activities too. You need to rest and it will heal automatically if you do. So for these two weeks, I was a total slug. I could again barely wake up in my bed. I could barely walk. I went for the walk only after two weeks and it was so freaking hard that you have no idea. It was so hard. And I was crying. I remember afterwards thinking if this is how my life is going to be because I can barely walk and I love walks. I hated it. And I was waiting to come back for my full force to come back. I just wanted to come back. And it took, I remember after two weeks, it took four more days or something that I started feeling a little bit more of myself. And I felt so happy that day. Just this feeling of feeling more in your body. I was so freaking happy with that. And it made me look, what could have caused this? And I couldn't understand. I was stressful, probably a little bit. I had lots of things going on, but I don't think this was a huge interval. I think it's still escalated. I think it's still the universe and spirit guides were trying to send me some kind of a message. And I think that was to step up more again into my power because I was, I was losing it a little bit. And that also made me work more with Mystic Queen Circle. That made me work more with my habits. That made me share my messages even more because I knew I wasn't fully stepping into my game. I was doing a lot, but I wasn't fully stepping into my game. And stepping into my game didn't mean lots of hard work. It meant the productive work, the flow of work that truly comes from my intuition. And that's what I do right now. I record podcasts without making much notes, which I wouldn't have done before. I needed to structure everything. I needed everything to be in a structure and planning way just to calm my nerves down. And now I'm just myself. I'm not afraid to record audio or even video. I'm good with it because I approve who I am. And I know, I know that I have a message to share with the world just like you. And I don't question it. I know that some people won't like it. I know that some will resonate a lot. And that's why I'm doing this for these people who resonate with that. I love these people. They are my people. So I want to create the circle of these people. So why would I care of anyone else? It's totally fine to be on different pathways, but I don't think it's fine not to step into our power. I think it's not fine that we make lots of excuses. I think we need to understand that we are powerful without measures and that we can do anything we want. And it's enough of this laziness, it's enough of boredom, it's enough of anger and fear even. We need to radiate full, powerful love through ourselves. So we don't need to achieve anything through total fear and fighting mentality. We need to go through our heart-based chakra, leaning into this more and asking ourselves what we truly want. And this is why I have recorded this for you, loves. 
this is why I wanted to be vulnerable totally with you and sharing these experiences. And it made me emotional. You can hear probably, especially the last experience, because it was so close. Just, you know, the year hasn't passed. And I hope, I hope this will just learn you not to wait till something gigantic will happen or that you will have your own deaf experiences because to be honest, we don't need it. We just need to understand our power right now. So I invite you to step into your power. I invite you to step into that every single day. And yes, dears, that's all what I want to share with you today. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. Remember that you are loved. Remember that you love yourself. I love you. And I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, dears.